This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. And greetings, Happy New Year, and welcome to all of you. We, like MacArthur, have returned we are the Steve Day Show, back from the longest layoff in the history of this program. And frankly, given the history of this program, that is saying something. But we are here and back to begin another three-year mission to explore strange new truths, to seek out critical thinkers for another three years right here on Blaze TV. I am Steve Dace. By now, you know my partners on the show not in private life. The one and only Todd Erzin. How are you, Todd? I am excellent. And I like this Enterprise Star Trekian theme to start off Do with. Do you like it? Yes. I just kind of came up with it, kind of ad-libbed and decided I was going right. to run with it until I run out of remembering how it actually went. It felt right. Phaser, fa what are our phasers on? Uh, kill. There you go. Always on kill. I'm even more yeah. in on it now. <laughs> yes, they're always on kill. We start with setting them on kill just to be, just to be sure because we can always tone it down if we have to. But I'd always rather err on the side of going too far, particularly in these days. Aaron McIntyre, good to see you, my friend. Hey, hey. it's good to see you as, as well. Uh, am I supposed to say that? You can. Okay. It's okay. It's good to see you as well. Check in the mail? Uh, check is in the mail. Okay. Very well done. Bigger checks, actually, courtesy of this new deal. You guys will be getting bigger checks in the mail. So thank you to uh, uh, the benevolent overlords here at Blaze TV, but most importantly to all of you who enough of you tuned in to whatever this is to convince them to go give it another go for another three years and to you know let me charge them even more money for it. So you know, we're very thankful to all of you. I guess if Todd and I came in here one morning and you weren't here, there would be no checks in the mail for like the rest of our lives, probably. Correct. So that's, it is good to see you after all it is it is there is so much we need to get to this very first day this is a this is a big day for those of you that have been waiting longing to see the nefarious film I'll, I'll give you all the details on that of course we will announce the theme for 2023 which is going to end up being my 50th year on this third rock for the, from the sun I am 50 years old later this year can you believe that 50. Yes, because I'm 50 right now. You're 50 right now. Yes, yeah, so we'll get into that. We will lay out my top 10 predictions for the new year. We're going to get to all of that as the show carries forth. But we've just been gone for too long. And while we were gone, one of the most pol politically important events of my career occurred. So without further ado... Let us get to it. For the first time in 2023, here is Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. 
What happened while we were away? Happy New Year. We missed you. Welcome to another montage. Before we get started, I just want to say it's a brutal Commodio Cordis season out there. Please be sure to mask up and take another booster. Anyway, as you can imagine, there are at least a dozen different stories we could hone in on while we've been off for the past two and a half weeks. But on today's montage, we're just going to focus on the biggest story that went down just last week. For the first time in a hundred years, a vote for Speaker of the House went to multiple ballots, not just multiple ballots, but 15 in total before House Republicans settled on California Congressman Kevin McCarthy for Speaker of the House. All the way back in the immediate aftermath of the 2022 midterms, there was already rumblings. Speaker of the House and waiting, Kevin McCarthy was going to have trouble securing the 218 needed votes in order to become Speaker. With GOP margins in the House slimmer than many predicted, this gave members of the Freedom Caucus and others a golden opportunity to exert disproportionate leverage on McCarthy and House GOP leadership to change certain rules in how the House would be run. Originally, there were about five representatives who spoke up early on saying they would resist voting for McCarthy. That number swelled to 19 representatives by the time voting for House Speaker began and 20 after the first few rounds. Those holdouts who held the line and won the fight against the status quo are Chip Roy of Texas's 21st Congressional District, Dan Bishop of North Carolina's 8th, Scott Perry of Pennsylvania's 10th, Andy Biggs of Arizona's 5th, Matt Rosendale of Montana's 2nd, Bob Good of Virginia's 5th, Andy Harris of Maryland's 1st, Mary Miller of Illinois's 18th, Ralph Norman of South Carolina's 5th, Anna Luna of Florida's 13th, Michael Cloud of Texas's 27th, Eli Crane of Arizona's 2nd, Paul Gosar of Arizona's 9th, Byron Donalds of Florida's 19th, Keith Self of Texas's 3rd, Andrew Clyde of Georgia's 9th, Josh Brakeen of Oklahoma's 2nd, Lauren Bobert of Colorado's 3rd, Matt Gates of Florida's 1st, and Andy Ogles of Tennessee's 5th Congressional District. Those 20 stubborn congressmen and women endured days-long attacks from GOP leadership, Donald Trump, the majority of supposedly right-wing media, basically everyone on the right who was agnostic to or in support of 15 days to slow the spread, spent oodles of time last week badgering these 20 representatives. Take Colorado Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, for example, who probably has the biggest balls in Congress based on these two clips alone. Even having my favorite president call us and tell us we need to knock this off, I think it actually needs to be reversed. The president needs to tell Kevin McCarthy that Sir, you do not have the votes, and it's time to withdraw. I'm, I asked I'm you a simple question, Congresswoman. I, I, you know, I feel like I'm getting a, a liberal I'm not going an to answer support from Kevin a liberal. McCarthy, Sean. Okay, so even if you only have 30 votes, Kevin McCarthy, you will not abide by what you told President standing, Trump to which abide I don't believe by. I, I got will it. Be, I feel like we've made progress. Not, look, I love President Trump. You're not going to turn me on him. You're not going to pit him against me. Not trying to pit him you. against you. President That's Trump. what you said to and him. Florida Representative Byron Donald, who initially supported McCarthy, then changed course after a couple of rounds of voting, was asked if he feared retribution. Man, I'm 6'2", 275. I'm not worried about that. At one point, after yet another round of late-night voting where McCarthy didn't have the votes, Alabama Congressman Mike Rogers attempted to physically assault Florida Congressman Matt Gates. After the dust had settled, however, McCarthy was indeed voted in as Speaker of the House, 
but not before granting these 20 representatives a treasure chest full of establishment capitulations. As a result of the 20 holdouts, the House will give conservatives procedural power through the Rules Committee to control consideration of all major bills and amendments, independent from party leadership. Also, the House will now create a modern-day church-style committee with full authority and resources to hold the national security state accountable. The rules also commit the House to balance the budget in the next 10 years with substantial cuts to federal pork and will enforce those commitments on upcoming votes on the debt limit. It also allows any member of the GOP caucus to force a vote to remove Speaker McCarthy. And that's just the start. In all, this was a leverage play that benefits flyover country more than the swamp not seen in perhaps a generation. And finally, going back to that exchange caught on camera between Matt Gates and now Speaker Kevin McCarthy, somebody actually had microphones recording what was actually being said. Have a listen. Son, what does the gopher build? Can you say it? Well, who knows? A really rich doctor said you were a bummer. And I think you don't know algebra. No, we're talking science, bud. The science of what? Is that a tiger? One of your friends promised me I could flick you in your face. Absolutely, you may not do that. Hit him in his cringy smirk, for real. Say any cereal name. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. You're like people in the 12th century. Why'd he say it like that? That's from bad lip reading on YouTube, and that's what happened while we were away. I could do an entire political science class. Like an entire semester, poli-sci class, off of what transpired last week in the House of Representatives. I will attempt here in a moment to do all of it in about 20 minutes. But first, who better to lead off the new year by reuniting ourselves with our friends over at Built Bar. They are the sponsors of Aaron's Montage today. The perfect snack for you if you are looking for something both healthy and delicious. Get all the right macros. But it'll taste like that stuff at the store uh, in the checkout counter you love to buy that you shouldn't be. It's better than a lot of the candy bars on the market. They're launching so many new flavors now, I can't even keep up. All right, it is the greatest protein bar of all time. And all of them. Run 150 calories or less. You won't believe how good they are. Packed with protein, packed with flavor, but not with carbs, calories, and sugar. Use the promo code DACE, D-E-A-C-E, the promo code DACE, when you go to Built.com to get your order now, 15% off when you use that promo code DACE at Built Bar for Built.com. That's where you go to get your Built Bars at Built.com, promo code DACE for 15% off. The challenge here is where to begin. If COVID is the singular most important event of our lifetimes in terms of proving and indicating that the great reset was upon us, that the dreams of previous fascists and totalitarians that were ended on battlefields in Europe, not once but twice in the last century, and then ended via the Cold War in the arena of ideas at the end of the last century. Were back, had returned, and had embedded themselves far deeper into the West than we, many of us had ever known, and were so well positioned when the Thanos snap occurred to act 
almost like a demonic rapture, caught up in the virus and ready to usher in a new kingdom of technocratic darkness. If COVID taught us, wow, we are way further down the rabbit hole than we ever feared. What transpired in the House of Representatives last week is the origin story. Here's how it occurred. Here's why the, the pump was primed. Here's why we were set for a great reset. The picture of Alabama rhino Mike Rogers beta incarnate threatening to physically assault Matt Gates as his toupee is about to fly off. In a level of indignation he has not once his entire career demonstrated or directed at the people who want to end our way of life forever. And simply because Matt and the other 18 won't comply, they won't ankle grab. They won't say, thank you, sir, may I have another. They won't serve the system. They won't get blue-pilled. They won't assume their position and suckling spot on the government teat. They won't say, plug me back into the matrix. Reality is just, just too difficult. They won't become the horse that people like Mike Rogers are. That, that is what draws his ire. Not the ongoing died suddenly, collapsed suddenly. Is it just me or since the calendar went to 2023, have there not been one of these major stories every day already, including one we all watched on Monday Night Football? The destruction of your rule of law. The destruction of your border of your constitutional republic, of almost every last morsel of your way of life couldn't possibly get Mike Rogers and those like him to risk the embarrassment of their toupee flying off on national television in a rant or a tirade. But those scant few who would dare defy the matrix... They do. And that is how. That is how we ended up with what we've seen the last few years. You are represented by controlled opposition. Now, many of you knew this. But with no other option, you were like, I don't know. Maybe every four or five times I flip the coin, it'll come up the way I want it with them, so I'll take my chances. I know it'll never come up the way I want it with the other team. That was sort of the accommodation that was made, given the political reality of our duopolistic system. And we compensated for that with this notion, 
which is now a canard, that we had a movement. That, yeah, Republicans may suck, not be, might not be advancing any policies. At best, we'll stop the new bad stuff, but never get rid of the old bad stuff. But we've got a movement, an ideological movement. And I've got an entire bookshelf of the books written by Mark Levin and Ben Shapiro and all those people. I do too. To show for it. At first I bought their books. Then I had them endorse the books that I wrote. You didn't think I was going to go there, did you? Hell yeah, we are. The time for accommodation. The time for, you know, I don't want to make my superiors' lives more difficult. Is at an end. It ended in the House chamber last week. Because what we saw is a lot of people we have enriched, admired. And we looked the other way when they did this on COVID too. Many of us did. Well, maybe they just didn't know. Blinded by expertise. His wife's a doctor. He's a boomer. He's of the vulnerable age of COVID. It snuck up on us and ambushed us. Right? Those were all the things. And, and I think I, I was more than fair in granting all those accommodations yes, that entire time period. Of course. That granting of accommodation is at an end. It is at an end. Some of it's personal. I watched some of you attempt to discredit on a personal level one of the finest men I have ever known. Someone I have disagreed with at times, even on this show, but one of the absolute best men I have ever known in my life and Chip Roy. While previously claiming to be his friend, shame on all of you to serve what the feckless system. Have you not made enough money? Have you not sold enough books? Are you not high enough ranked on iTunes? When is enough enough? Well, I'm not like you. I just signed a new three-year contract. Richest one I've ever signed. So how are we coming out day one? Swinging. We're coming out swinging. Part of my brain's like, dude, you got a movie coming out. You need all the help. Screw that noise. I got here by letting, the, by letting my balls hang out. So guess how I'm going to the finish line? Like that. Whether that's this show or years from now, we're going out like that. Too much is at stake. None of which is my career, my success. None of that matters. What matters is the future of the greatest damn country God's ever allowed on this fallen, sinful world that he probably should have wiped out eons ago, but sent his son to redeem instead. That's what matters. The era of accommodation is at an end. The era of confrontation in all things has arrived. I didn't even tell these guys we were doing this. You got to see the looks on their faces right now. They didn't know this was coming. I hoped. (laughs) (laughs) No. That was a very important moment. It comes down to this. What you just saw. Whether it's generationally, just they've been embedded in the Republican Party for so long. 
that the old axiom, you either die the hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain, ends up taking place, right? The very David who avenges his rival Saul's assassination because it was not righteous to murder God's anointed gives his son Solomon an assassination kill list on his deathbed. No one ends this more principled than they started. Now here on this show, we're going to see if we can do something about that or get canceled in the process, which would then guarantee we didn't end it soft headed or then we started it one way or the other. We get canceled or we kick the tires and light all the fires because we're on the brink of losing this entire thing we call the West. Ain't got time for friends. Not when they get in the way of faith and family and our way of life. Some of it's generational. This is my idol. These were my friends. I don't want to violate those relationships. Some of it is. I'm sold out for access. I'm a proxy. I'm a spokesperson. Just unannounced for a faction, for a group, for a person. I resent those who didn't make those kinds of compromises. Look at Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert. We would know their names if it weren't for Donald Trump. And they are up there defying him by name to his face. Hell yeah. Some of it is, how dare you? I'm in control of my audience. I'm in control of my base. How dare you not do what I am charged to make you do? I am the gatekeeper. You are the plebe. Take the shot. Put on the mask. It's from Trump, don't you know? It's from the Republicans. So it's somewhat less intrusive, less poisonous than if it came from the Democrats. We came this close to losing our entire way of life over a virus that our government helped to manufacture and create, maybe even a bioweapon. Because many of the exact same people that revealed themselves in totality here in the last couple of weeks were fig leaves and controlled opposition to the, that demonic evil that threatened us the last few years as well. And none of that's a coincidence. And now there are no excuses. Life and death situation, shock, surprised, leak, accidental event, no excuses left. None. So since there are no excuses, guess what I will stop offering for these people? Excuses. Because there are none. Now there's just reasons. And they're all bad. They're all bad.
We can't run a country like this. We can't have a country like this with this kind of pundit class in the arena of ideas representing us, this kind of political class. Let me read to you, Aaron gave you some of the top line results. Let me give you the details on the seven reforms that this group extracted. It will only take a single congressperson acting on what is known as the Jeffersonian motion to move to remove the speaker if he or she goes back on their word or policy agenda. A church-style committee will be convened to look into the weaponization of the FBI and other government organizations. Thomas Massey will serve on this committee, by the way. Ter- term limits will be put up for a, boat, uh, for a vote. There will be a 72-hour minimum period to read them. The Texas border plan will be put before Congress. That's a four-pronged plan that aims to, quote, complete the physical border instruction, enforce our laws in the interior, and target cartels and criminal organizations. Number six, COVID mandates will be ended, as will all funding for them, including so-called emergency funding. And number seven, budget bills would stop the endless increases in the debt ceiling uh, and hold the Senate accountable for the same. Most previous generations of this country took this kind of stuff for granted. These are major reforms in our day and age. And, almost, and none of them would have happened if not for, with the, the exception of Tucker Carlson and Dan Bongino pretty much, and Glenn Beck, pretty much all the other top 10 names in conservative media and conservative media platforms didn't want this to occur. Hey, schleps, get in line like we did. Yelp. For the system. Enrich yourselves for the system. Pretend to oppose it while you're not, like we did. I'm no longer going to pretend to offer excuses when there are none, just reasons. In what universe would you oppose any of these seven things and call yourself any kind of an American, let alone conservative? In a universe where you are a controlled opposition. That universe. And it's time just to say so now. We've been heading this way. Watching Joe Pot is a food group Rogan. Tell us more truth than Sean. Hackity hack. Don't come back. Is, who tells you more truth these days? Lori Ingram or Naomi Wolf? Should I continue? Yes. <laughs> this is how we got here. And it is time now to stop tuning in and turning on the people who lost. They lost. They lost the greatest country in the world. To dweebs and losers and mom's basement dwellers and anonymous Twitter douchebags. That's who they lost it to. It's time. Time to move on. What these trailblazers did is chart a new course. I used to say, you know, yeah, I'd love a third party, but maybe we should see what a second party looks like first. It looks like this. It looks like a wedge party. It looks disruptive. 
It looks like we're going to exert leverage to get what we want because you can't pass a damn thing without us. Remember after the election when I told you as disappointed we are right now that more of our countrymen did not have their voices heard in this last election? You're probably going to get more out of a narrow majority than if the kinds of numbers we were forecasting had occurred. Do you remember when I said that the day after the election on this show? It didn't take long. They haven't even gaveled in this congressional session yet. That was already proven correct. They don't have the numbers to hide. So all it took was a group of men and women willing to act, willing to stand. And teach us once more that we are not a nation of laws and we never have been. We are a nation of political will and we always will be. For too long, we've exerted will for a speaker circuit. Now we've allegedly got the guy that runs CPAC grabbing groins of other dudes. See that story over the weekend? Yes. Yeah. I got to get on. I got to be a Fox News contributor. I got to get on the speaker circuit. I got to save the frigging country from my kids. So do you. And in this new year, here is our commitment to you. To be, to be even more brutally honest. To be even more zero Fs given. And to be even more confrontational to that end. Because all that got us was three seconds away from losing this entire thing called Western civilization. And it was a Republican president who funded it all, created it all, shut it all down, and poisoned us all with his stupid jab that he's still bragging about. Does that set the proper tone for you? Are we off to the right start for this year? That'll be for you to decide. Because if you thought a fat new contract was going to soften me up, as the great prophet Judas Priest once sang, you got another thing coming. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Hey, if you're tired of feeling like your personal data is at risk, or you worry that big tech is watching every move you make, if you don't want anyone else to know where you've been, 
who you've met, what you're thinking. Startmail is the perfect solution for protecting your privacy and giving you peace of mind. Startmail's secure email service keeps your inbox safe from unwanted spying eyes and protects you from spam. Every message can be encrypted or password protected. And when you delete an email, it's gone forever. You get unlimited disposable email aliases to keep you your real identity hidden online. And with just a few clicks, you can easily switch from your existing email provider and start taking advantage of Startmail's enhanced privacy protection. Sign up today. Save 50%. That's half off on your first subscription year. Half off on your first subscription year when you go to Startmail. That's start with a T. Startmail.com slash Steve. Start mail.com slash Steve 50% off your first year's subscription for the email security you need when you go to startmail.com slash Steve for the first time in 2023 let's welcome in good friend of the show Bob Vanderplatz from the family leader brother how are you I am very blessed. Happy New Year to you guys. Thrilled to have you back and looking forward to a great year with you. So I understand you've got a surprise for us. Well, it's not really a surprise. Well, it is a surprise. Uh, you guys know Merry Christmas. I, I treat you all well, right? You I, do. I, I give you some nice little Better gifts. than we deserve. Yeah. <laughs> little tokens of appre- appreciation, hoping that they'll be on air someday. You know, like one of these family leader, you know, uh, quarter zip polos, quarter button polos. Well, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Dave from Wichita, Kansas. Okay. He sent I think I know what Dave this is. Yeah, you know what, Dave. Yeah. He didn't give me permission to use his name on air, his full name. So I'm just going to go Dave from Wichita. But uh, he's a big fan of this show, and especially the Monday segment. He loves this Monday segment. <laughs> but he really loves Steve Dace, Todd Erzin, Aaron McIntyre. He, he just thinks you guys do such a great job. And so he sent this to me and he said, would you be willing to give this to these guys as kind of a belated Merry Christmas, but also Happy New Year and know that you got fans all over the country cheering you on, praying you up and thankful that your voice is being heard. So uh, here is, and this is really cool, guys. I, I told Steve on the phone this morning, I said, I'm setting it up. This is a high bar right now. Yeah, yeah. But this is a cool thing. This is something you're, you're definitely going to want to display. Dave's niece is exceptionally good at graphic art. And what she did is she put this. Oh, wow. Wow. She Look put at this that. Together. I don't know where's the camera here. Look, perfect right there. I got, you guys look that like rock amazing. stars. Okay. That is wow. incredible. Isn't that something? They etched it into the wood. And, uh, you know, Steve looks like this guy that he's contemplating. He's thinking, you know, what's the next snarky thing I can say? Todd, what's the next bridge I can burn? Todd, it looks like you just crushed out a cigarette, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll I, take I'm it. A ba- and, and Aaron's like, I'm thinking about the next week in review. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Dave just, he really thinks the world of you guys, and he thinks all of you add so much to the show. I thought, what a cool deal. And as much as he loves the Monday segment, do you guys see a guy that's missing here? You know, but there's nothing out here. It is a cool piece. It's very cool. And you're right. It lived up to the expectations. I mean, that is outstanding. The craftsmanship. Wow. Yeah. 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 We will definitely have to find a place to display that here on the set for sure. I mean, and you incredible. guys look much better on here than it. <laughs> you guys look great. So uh, there it is for you. So Dave in Wichita, thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's, 
And it, it was his niece you said that did it? It's his niece. Uh, and I, I, I'm going to mess up her name if I try to think of it. I wrote her a thank you card because Dave gave one of these to Darla and I after our son Lucas passed mm-hmm, away mm-hmm. and had this crafted. And as you guys know, that Darla read Psalm 23 over Lucas as he passed. And so it was all on Psalm 23. And it's just a really, really cool piece. And his niece is exceptionally talented. And so he thought, what could I have her do this year? And he thought, I think these guys need a little encouragement. So uh, there's your encouragement. Well, very cool. Thank you very, I mean, very humbling. I mean, yeah, and okay. the amount of work that that took, the time that that took and effort, I mean, that's in, that's incredible. I mean, I'm just, I'm humbled and and I know the three, the two of you are, all three of us are. I mean, it's, that's incredible, man. Thank you it's very much. It's a really, really cool gift. It makes my gifts pale in comparison. All I got to do is call up Joseph A. Bank, get three for one and give it to you guys. So. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, all right. So I just had a few things to say. This is a tough pivot, isn't it? Uh, it's is. a really cool thing, but not it is. let your voice be heard. I, I had a, a few things to say about what transpired last week in the house and how 90% of <clears throat> conservative media punditry and, and over 90% of Republicans did not want the reforms that these 19 members of Congress extracted to occur. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I say reforms, by the way, and I, I went through them with the audience, okay, that at any point in time, a member of Congress could make a motion to vacate the speaker and, and call their authority into question. Mm-hmm. Um, that we'll actually have a real oversight uh, committee over our intelligence communities, again, uh, that will vote on term limits, um, that will have 72 hours of, uh, of budget and omnibus bills before they're voted. I mean, stuff- that, that, that was one I thought, a 72-hour waiting period that's a great idea. I mean, that, that, uh, this is stuff that many previous generations of this country just kind of took for granted. Yeah. At right? least pretend that you read the bill. The, these, the, the, it, it took squeezing blood out of a turnip mm. for these 19 members of Congress to get these kinds of reforms. And, and I was, and you know, again, the saying, either die the hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. To see Newt Gingrich, whom you know I like, mm-hmm. and I was on his presidential campaign in 2012, to see Newt Gingrich, who rose to prominence by splitting the Republican caucus in half 30 years ago over George H.W. Bush violating his read my lips, no new taxes pledge. Mm-hmm. 30 years ago, he split the caucus, gave rise really to Ross Perot as a presidential candidate yeah. with that. Contract he, with America, and he was And he was right to do that. Mm-hmm. He okay? was. But that, and that ultimately elevated him to the speakership. For him to say that Chip and these other these eight, other eighteen only did this out of a personal desire for fame, I don't know, Newt. Did you only do this to Bob Michael and the soft, feckless GOP leadership of thirty years ago out of a personal desire for fame? Pot, meat, kettle. This looks like your playbook, brother. I mean, the greatest form of flattery is imitation. You should be honored. But instead, to condemn them for doing the things that you did. That you did. And to contrast that with Ron DeSantis's inauguration in, for his second inaugural in Florida last week, where he is, dude, we're trying to just have the right to read a, 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 a pillaging of the American Treasury for 72 hours before they vote on it. Dude's down there declaring war on Disney, shutting people down. I mean, declaring emergencies at the border and actually doing something about it other than the tech, other than, unlike the Texas governor. It's like these Holding two, Pfizer Moderna accountable. I know there's a grand jury about to convene. <laughs> I mean, 
this is like these guys aren't even in the same political party, Bob. How do you explain this? Well, first of all, a, a couple of things in, in, in reaction to what you just said. First of all, when Chip Roy gave his speech on the floor and, and Chip made it several times about this is not personal. This is not personal with Jim Jordan about me nominating Jim Jordan for speaker. This is not personal against Kevin McCarthy, me going against Kevin McCarthy for speaker. I want to give the power back to we the people because it's been stripped and this stuff that's in leadership is garbage. It needs to be exposed. And, and these things need to come back to we the people. I tweeted out, you know, I nominate Chip Roy for speaker. Chip Roy didn't want to be speaker. He wanted the power back to we the people. And those guys stood firm. And so you remember after the midterm election and we're all in the studio, and we're, we're on a show and we're lamenting that this was not the red tsunami that we thought it would be. The house should have been deep red. Well, guys, this might've given us a clue about, it's probably good that it wasn't deep red mm -hmm. because they could not have done what they did. They'd had too many numbers. They could have just, they could not have done have what they did had this did. been. Yep. And so what they did, they took a fractured U S Congress and said, all right, we're going to call your bluff and we're going to start pushing these things through. And Steve, you and I have talked about this, but what I witnessed in Florida with Governor DeSantis talking about the best of America, the foundational pillars, calling out the founders and about proven leadership that America wants, that America applauds. And here he's doing all the stuff we want him to do as people just cheering and people are uniting. Like, how, how fast can I move to Florida? And then you look at the U.S. House, which dominated the headlines, and it is a, it's a mess. It's chaos. And it's chaos because you got people fighting for we the people versus we the speaker, we the ones who are powerful, and we'll make you pay, we'll hold you hostage by committee assignments. And pretty soon they said, we don't care about committee assignments. We, we just want this back. What I thought was very interesting, matter of fact, somewhat entertaining, Darla thinks I'm a little bit strange on this. But Saturday, was it Friday night or Saturday night? Saturday night when they had the final speaker vote? I think it was Friday night, wasn't Friday it? Friday night? Yeah, mm -hmm. late Friday night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Friday night when they convened the House at 10 and McCarthy's walking in, McCarthy very, you know, with a big swagger says, I counted the votes. I've got the votes. That's why I know this is going to go different. And then all of a sudden he doesn't have the votes. And I think it's coming down to Matt Gates. And at 1.49 in the afternoon on Friday, I got a text message from Matt Gates, like a, a bunch of other people did, trying to raise money to stop McCarthy from being speaker. And I thought, how do you raise money at 1.49 in the afternoon? Well, I know how. But how do you raise money at 1.49 in the afternoon? And then you're going to vote for him. And when he votes present, you know, all heck is about ready to break loose. Mm -hmm. And then they got to reconvene again because they can't get enough votes to adjourn. And all of a sudden he gets to be speaker because they vote present. But the good news, you had leaders like Chip Roy that stood their ground and got some real common sense reforms. I said before you came on that the best snapshot of the controlled opposition, fake American right, which is every show on Fox not named Tucker, basically, mm -hmm. All right. Um, which is the vast majority of think of think of people with major platforms. Think of the think of who, who you think right now on the right has a top 10 platform on the right. OK. Tucker Beck. Walsh Bongino. And the other six were all in on that's that's a majority of them. 
we're, that I can think of, we're all in on McCarthy hmm. and, and telling them, pipe down, take the blue pill, sell out like we did. And so all the reforms we just talked about, none of them would have happened. None of them would have occurred if every Fox News show other than Tucker and, and a majority of, of, of major conservative media platforms and hosts and podcasters and authors had gotten their way. None of those reforms would have, took, would have taken place. Now, of course, they're going to always try to take credit for them here for the rest of this year, mind you. Okay? But, but the picture of Mike Rogers, rhino from Alabama. Alabama, man. Roll Tide. Exactly. <laughs> Rhino from Alabama rolling up on Matt. First of all, Lauren Boebert would take her high heel off and whoop your ass with that dude. Okay. But the guy rolling up on Matt Gates is his toupee's falling off. If that's not a snapshot of the fake Republican Party controlled opposition, fake American right that that has that has got us this close to losing this entire country, this entire way of life and all of Western civilization on their grift and access based echo chamber. I don't know what is. That's the greatest snapshot of my career, Bob. And if we're going to be transparent and I think you're right to call it these people on the media side, but if we're going to be transparent. This is the former president also telling oh, all, the, all these guys, yes. take one for the team. Yep. We need Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy, who went after him after January 6th right away. We're done. I mean, and asked, asked if, and, asked if, asked if some Trump followers could also could have their Twitter accounts removed. Sure. Yeah. And, and stood with Liz Cheney right after January. People got to remember this and stood with Liz Cheney. And then he went to Mar-a-Lago to kiss the ring and then tried and then ousted Liz Cheney and then kept going back to Mar-a-Lago. So Trump would endorse him and then Trump endorsed him and then Trump was kind of quasi endorsing him. And then. Trump was all in to endorse him. And then there was one point when C-SPAN is covering this, somebody hits Matt Gates and says, look at your phone. I almost guarantee you it was a message from Trump on Matt Gates's phone, mm -hmm. uh, basically saying, vote for McCarthy, get this done. So if we're gonna be transparent, be transparent all the way through, number 45 had his fingerprints all over this deal and he didn't want the reform. He just wanted McCarthy to be speaker. And so to me, it was Chip Roy and the others saying, and Matt Gates is a, he's a, I mean, he's one of the we poster know, boys we, for We Omega. wouldn't know who a Lauren Boebert or a Matt Gates was if it wasn't for Trump. Exactly. So to watch them, and you know, I love my buddy Chip Roy. You bet. But to watch them stand up in defiance of their own godfather. I, I, I don't want to be way over the top here, okay? Because I don't know these two individuals at all, okay? On a personal level. But that's kind of spirit of America kind of stuff right there yeah. to stand up and say, hey, you're wrong on this. Yeah. I, don't, I don't. Yeah, you may. You might be the reason I'm where I'm at, yeah. but you're wrong on this. And no, I'm not going to comply just simply because, you, you know, you're the tribal chieftain here. I'm going to yeah. do what my constituents want, what I think is right. And, and when Gates is saying, how do you drain the swamp? Well, McCarthy is the swamp. Mm hmm. I mean, he's calling it out like it is. And then I turned to CNN. I said, CNN's got to be loving this. they got to be gloating. No, I they want, wanted to comply. I, I wanted to see. Well, what, what they were saying before Matt Gates voted, what they were predicting is that he's the one who's going to put McCarthy over the top. Because that way he'd be on all those shows you yep. just talked about. He'd yep. be on all the shows saying, I'm the one to put him over the top. And, and so they're like, this is how Gates likes to play it. He's not in the chamber when his vote's needed, but he's going to be the, the vote that's needed at the end to say, I put him over the top. And then Gates didn't do it. And so, therefore, and I haven't had a ton of respect for Matt Gates in the past, but I had a little bit of respect that night for him.
you guys want to comment on this? Because I've rambled on quite a bit here in this first hour. <laughs> you have any thoughts? <laughs> and I think we have got 30 seconds. But listen, boil down the complaints mm -hmm. of the media types. It's, it's what I've been telling you all last year. Uh, this is uncomfortable, guys. It's basically what they were saying. Our founding father, George Washington, when he was shot at at the French and Indian War, he's famously quoted saying well, about those bullets, there's something charming in the sound. And here, we can't even deal with three days of that? I mean, honestly, they were having the vapors after one day. It's uncomfortable, guys. Get out. It's supposed to be uncomfortable. It's the uncomfortable that makes it great, to quote Tom Cruise. Uh, 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 no, in A League of Their Own. Uh, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, thank you. It's the, you guys are way too soft for this. Go do whatever you need to do. Because the thing is, though, Todd, it exposes them. Yes. Because they were the tribal chieftains. They had the big platforms. They were in charge. They could have done this all along. Yes. They had total, Trump had total control of Congress. He could have done stuff yeah. like this and, and made them do these reforms. Yes. They could have done it all yes. along. And yeah. the fact that these guys made him do it exposes yeah. that they didn't and then prompts and us to ask them, why didn't you do this then? What are your real motivations? And you can have all the problems you want with Matt Gates all you want. You, you want a straight buttoned up guy like Steve Scalise? That guy has bullets in his <laughs> body. And he still said, I got to check the boxes. Yes. I don't know what to do with that other than to go the other way. I agree. And there's a lot of members who voted with McCarthy all 15 times. So I guarantee you, in the private, they're going, thank God these reforms went through. And even so, they're playing the game. They're playing the, you know, both sides. But thank you for, and Chip Roy showed what leadership looks like. Thank you, so Bob. Thank you. We'll be back. Hour two is next. Stay tuned. All right, back here with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, Todd Erzin, and all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think. In case you had forgotten, since we've been gone for about three weeks, you can do that by looking for me, Steve Dace, over on Facebook, MeWe, Gab, and also at Steve Dace Show. On Twitter, Getter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can also follow me at Real Steve Dace over on Truth Social. And I think the opening segment of the show probably told you why I might be the only man in America simultaneously shadow banned on Facebook and Trump's Truth Social. I think the opening hour of the show probably confirmed that for you. And I'm damn proud of that, as a matter of fact. Damned proud, actually. Uh, you can also leave us a five star review. If, uh, if you like the show, I mean, we would never ask you to lie, but we might ask you to embellish a tad. I mean, if you kind of like it, then go ahead, you know, maybe go all the way up to five stars because those things definitely help the show and we need all the help we can get in front of the finicky algorithmic gods who hate us. So thank you to all of you that have given us one of those five star reviews, even if it came through gritted teeth. Already, we appreciate each and every one. This portion of the show brought to you by Raycon. If you are looking for the absolute best affordable noise-canceling earbuds on the market, because I've tried a lot, Raycon is it. Good pair of wireless earbuds can be indispensable for you in 2023 for premium audio at the perfect price point. Try out Raycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N, as in never. As a never will we give in. Raycon, 
R-A-Y-C-O-N. Their everyday earbuds look, feel, sound better than ever. Um, I've also got these oddly shaped ears, and that may be why they've got some of the best noise cancellation. They're one of the few I have found that actually fit that I don't have to adjust a million times I'm working out. All right, so, um, you and they've got an awareness mode. So if you're working around the house, you've got kids around the house, like if you're listening to the podcast right now, maybe you're a homeschooling mom and you got the earbuds in, but you still want to be able to, you know, find out what's going on because, you know, things are not good when they get really quiet, right? They've got an awareness mode too. So if you want to go to buy Raycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N, buyraycon.com slash Steve today, get 15% off your Raycon order. That's 15% off your Raycon order when you go to buyraycon.com slash Steve. I want to start with a, a personal note, if I could. Do you mind? Go ahead. So, um, several of you were just very kind and gracious and sent us gifts. I mean, goodies and books. And um, I, I just, I'd, it would take like an, almost an hour of the show to recognize everything we have gotten over the last month uh, for Christmas. And you guys are just very kind. And we are very humbled and very thankful. So thank you to each and every one of you collectively. There's one, though, that I want to single out, if I could. Um, I got this big box. I opened it up, and it has this really cool, looks like a handcrafted Michigan quilt. Mm. And I mean, it's really cool. And it's, it is hanging over my lounger in the man cave right now. I mean, I've already put this thing to good use. It's really cool. Really cool. And um, and it came with this card and this note. And I want to read her note. Merry Christmas. I'm a longtime listener and Blaze TV subscriber. I feel like you, Todd, and Aaron are my friends. I'm a boomer beatnik hippie that still votes like the silent majority is coming. I wince every time you say that, though. (laughs) Nevertheless, this gift is handmade and is one of a kind, just like you guys. And it's from um, Teresa Mixon in Tulsa. Teresa Mixon in Tulsa. And then she added this note. Can I ask a favor? Could you guys lift up our sweet daughter in prayer? She is rejecting her Christian upbringing, has decided her pronouns are they and them. She's broken our hearts. We're shattered for her. We cry a lot. I was a single mom and I sacrificed all for her to go to a good private Christian K through 12 school. You know me these notes I've gotten. Before that, do you know how many notes I've gotten and still get? My grandfather got the jab, died a week later. My uncle got the jab, died a week later. My aunt got the jab, died a week later. My wife, my daughter, my son. Of course, they have no answers. They can't tell us anything. They have no answers. No one knows why it happened. He was perfectly healthy, got the jab, and he's dead a week later, a month later. Before that, lost my business, lost everything because of the lockdowns, the shutdowns. No one will help us. 
people called us in to the authorities, asked that we actually get shut down for trying to stay open and then cheered when they shut us down and now I'm bankrupt. My mom, my dad, my grandfather, my grandmother died alone in a nursing home. They wouldn't let us see them. We didn't get to say goodbye. Didn't get to have a funeral. Do you know how many notes, how many, how do you know how many of these notes we have gotten? It's incalculable. I can't, the carnage of the spirit of the age is wreaking on us and upon us and our families and our homes. We're a show that, in our category, consistently ranks in the top 50 to 100. That's a pretty good-sized audience. So we reach a lot of people. When you consider that news and political talk is one of the largest categories of podcasts in the industry, to be in that group, there's a lot of people with names you would know who can't get to that barrier. But that also means there's a lot of shows that rank ahead of us. And if we're getting these many, this many notes from people who are seeing their lives upended and their families destroyed because of this spirit of the age. How many of these notes do you think they get? Well, if they're getting that many more than we are and they're still peddling some of the nonsense they're That's peddling, where I'm going. God That's, help them. That is where I'm going. How many of these kinds of notes do you think the guys who the minute they release a book, it's a New York Times bestseller just because it has their name on it? For us, it has to happen by accident, right? And then the New York Times refused to acknowledge it yeah. while it was the number one bestselling book in the country, right? How many of these notes do you think they get? And many of them, too many of them, silent. But they got much to say when you upset the apple cart. They have much to say when you don't take orders. They have much to say when you won't sell out like they did. Much to say then. Much to say when it's all theoretical. We're just philosophizing. Just all theoretical. Not much to say when the devil's right at our doors and in our homes. Coming after our kids, man. I pray we don't ever lose sight of that. And if we start to, I pray the Lord takes us off the air. We get canceled. Some of my peers in this industry, I have a question for you. Have you made enough money? Can we fight? Can we, can we go ahead and have you made enough? Can we fight for our country now? Can we fight for Teresa's families like her? Can we fight for them now? Have you made enough? 
are your are your public speaking dates are they full enough for this year now? Can we save our country now? Have you made enough money? Can you tell us when you've made enough? When you're popular enough? Can you tell us? What critical mass, because I mean, obviously we're here for you, right? We're here for you. We're serving you. So can you tell us what critical mass you must meet? What level of wealth you must obtain? Notoriety, popularity, Facebook algorithm indemnity. Must you acquire before those like Teresa who are seeing their homes and their worlds turned upside down by this demonic evil in our midst, before you will help us fight it? How, how much more money do you need? Notes like this. That's what it's all about. That's why I'm doing this. Because that could be one of my kids at any moment. At any moment. You guys see the Anastasia that you'll see tomorrow on the show. The chip off the old block. You know, I don't get into specifics where my kids are concerned, but you guys know from working with me all the last five or six years. Was it always like this? No. No. Was there a period of time I was wondering if it was ever going to be like this? Yeah. Yeah. The devil's a liar. And relentless. This could happen to any of us. No matter how well we've modeled, no matter how well we've loved, no matter how patient we've been, no matter what we've spent to help them escape the obvious traps within the government school system and other places, it's systemic. There's no foolproof plan. This could happen to any of us. I know it's happened to a lot of you. So to my peers with their massive top 10, 15 podcasts and outlets and primetime shows on Fox, who directed more of their anger at the 19 dissidents last week than they ever have, stopping any of the stuff we were just talking about, I ask. Have you made enough money now? Have you made enough? So you'll go ahead now. Realize you couldn't spend all you have anyway. Might be dead tomorrow anyway. Who knows what the future holds. Will you go ahead and help us save the country now? Or is it still going to be about you? When does it get to be about us and our kids? Does it always have to be about you? That brings us to our theme for 2023. I hinted at this at the end of last year. 
It will be a very simple word. I was leaning that way at the end of last year, but after what I watched transpire in the house, I, I, I was on with my buddy Dan Bongino last week. I was got to be his first guest of the year, and it was originally going to be about all the terrible jab data that is just piling up and accumulating now even harvard's writing about it everybody's everybody they, they can't contain and control it now it's 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 systemic everywhere you turn it's bad so i was originally originally going to be on about that as i'm coming on pardon me for a second this is the most i've talked in a few weeks still got the christmas voice <laughs> as as i was coming on this was beginning to break loose in the house and Dan's like, I got to ask you about this. And the first thing I said to him, because I knew, I knew what Chip, I knew Chip was going to fight this. I, you know, one of the OGs that helped us found CRTV, Rachel Semmel, who's now at the Center for Renewing America. She'd already told us she, they were, they were, but I've seen this tried before. How many times was it, was it ever successful? None. I remember one of the first things that Daniel and I were involved in together. And um, a bunch of a bunch of congressmen that Daniel, some of the, a bunch of candidates that Daniel supported, helped recruit, et cetera, uh, congressional candidates in the Tea Party election. It was 2010, 20, I think it was 2012, 2012. Uh, they signed a pledge that said, no, 2014, it was 2014. They signed a pledge stating they would never vote for John Boehner for speaker. Several of them, the very first vote they made in Congress was John Boehner for speaker. Completely defied their pledge. First vote they made. So the reason I didn't get into this, I, I think a lot of you probably think as Chip and I are friends, I was like really involved in the strategy of this. I can promise you I was not. I barely paid attention to it. I mean, I, I was loosely aware of what he was planning to do, but I didn't want to tell my friend I think he's wasting his time. Because I I'd lost hope. I mean, I I'm I'm I am Hawkeye in Endgame. I'm not a hero anymore. I'm a vigilante now. I'm just I'm just out extracting vengeance for the sake of it. So I'm on with Bongino, and he's telling me this is going down. They got the votes in real time, and I'm stunned. And he asked me about my thoughts, and I said to Dan, oh, I, I feel like Hawkeye now, and you're my Black Widow, and I'm looking at you. Say, don't give me hope. Don't give me hope. I'm in the middle of a nihilistic uh, purge of angst. And this energy has got to go somewhere. I've been betrayed too many times, and... Folks need a reckoning, and I'm going to be the reckoner. Now you're telling me there's hope? And, and I was something I've not been very often in this last week watching this. Inspired. When's the last time I used that word on yeah. this show? In the context of something in the political system. I mean, I was inspired. Here's what they did. They took a stand. That's it. Simple, not easy. They took a stand. That's what they did. So in honor of that, our theme for this year is stand. When no one else will, stand. When no one else can, stand. When those who can't for themselves are being persecuted, stand. Don't wait to vote. 
Don't wait to get your marching orders from on high. On high sucks. Sucks. It's what got us here. Indeed. Stand. No, Aunt Petunia will not get to rant on Thanksgiving anymore. Unchallenged. Nope. Stand. Not happening. Be willing to stand. I can't promise you it'll always turn out well. I can promise you every time, every time you don't, it won't. I can promise you that. I can promise you that. And so that is our theme this year. Stand. Here I am. And here I stand. I can do no other. May God have mercy on my soul. Stand. Gentlemen, your thoughts on that? Well, when you told me about this like an hour ago, uh, I liked it, but marinating it now, I have the visual that is required. I know uh, in the movies, the black hat is obviously uh, made uh, clear uh, to move things along. But here, it, it wasn't Loki who told you in the last few days you were made to be ruled. It was the Republican hierarchy that Steve just got done talking about. They told you to bend the knee. They told you you were made to be ruled. And there's that great uh, scene in the first Avengers movie where everybody takes the knee except that one guy. That needs to be you. Go watch that scene if you need to. That needs to be you because you are surrounded right now in every walk of life who people who will readily bend the knee as long as it means they go on to be their version of comfortable. You need to be that old man and you need to have a memory. Even if it's not in your own life, he says, I knew a man like you once. Hmm. All right. There's nothing new under the sun. It's happening again. And it is the 11th hour. It's up to you. Stand. I think what we learned last week as well, let's just pretend that, you know, I think it'll be hard to go or renege on some of these promises, but let's pretend that that's, they, they figure out a way to do that. The Republican leadership figures out a way to get, of, get out of all of these rules that they've considered. It comes back to one thing then, this episode last week. It's not about money. It's about sending a message. Hmm. That, at the end of the day, is one of the big lessons. Because what we saw, how many times have we compared the GOP in Washington, Republican leadership in Washington, to a, an abusive husband or spouse? Uh, as, 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 as wide as uh, East is from the West, that's how many times that we've compared to them to that. A bully. Well, the bully just got punched in the face last week. So I'm, I'm interested to see where that will go. For all to see, for all of us to see. Listen, I, I used a very specific word in the montage. These 20 GOP representatives were able to exert disproportionate leverage just simply because they were, they were not going to be moved from their position. That's what's required. It's not just standing, but then following through. 
That's what's required of each and every one of us. And I will say, I will say, I, I agree it's, it's inspiring. But at the end of the day, people still need to be held accountable. This is, this is, this is a form of accountability, actually, what you just witnessed last week. We need much more of that, of mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. But that's the beginning, at least the very beginning stages of holding accountable. No, you don't get your, our, our vote just because we have an R after our name. Those days are over. Charmin the dog, if I'm not telling that story now, but if you've heard the show before, Charmin the dog gets a taste for blood. He ain't coming back home, at least not in his mind. I think that's what we saw a little bit of. And that video of, what was it, Roger or whatever his name is from, from Alabama, perfect encapsulation, I think, of the dynamic. We thought after Trump was over, we were going to just get to go back to the way this thing has always been done, except for Reagan. We thought we were just going to be able to tell you conservative plebs what to do. We say jump, you say how high. And they're realizing, nope, it's not the case, at least not with 20 people in in the House of Representatives. Mm -hmm. So accountability, follow through, and a lesson for the establishment. You're not going to put this genie back in the bottle. You kind of can't blame him for thinking that. And they had Trump okay. calling Correct. those people, telling his Correct. own people, telling them to stand down and sell out. So you can't, I mean, I warned you guys all along that the minute Trump left, they, they think they were going to, you're done with your tantrum. They're going to go right back to what they did before. But then you can't blame them for being even more reinforced than that when they watched Trump trying to pressure his own people to sell out their own constituents on their behalf. Can't blame them for that at all. Which brings us to my top 10 predictions for 2023, brought to you by our friends over at Billion Max as inflation surpasses highs we have not seen in a generation. The value of the dollar also commiserate with that, decreasing every passing day. You're paying more at the pump, the grocery store, for cars, housing, everything. Paper money is worth less than it ever has been before. That's why you want to go to Bullion Max. They're a direct-to-consumer metals retailer who can help you diversify into gold and silver as a hedge against inflation. Find out why smart people, prosperous people, have used rare metals and commodities as a hedge against government debasement schemes for eons now. To get you started, go to go get their Bullion Max Silver Starter Kit right now at employee pricing. You can't get it more inexpensive than that. At employee pricing includes the Silver American Eagle coin and so much more. Limits to just one per household, though, because of how good this deal is. When you go to bullionmax.com slash Steve, again, take advantage of this right now at employee pricing. You can't beat that deal at bullionmax.com slash Steve. So, Todd, you have not seen these 10 predictions. I have not. I asked you not to look at them ahead of time so that I wanted you kind of be the uh, the proxy for the audience responding to them in real time. All right. Aaron has seen these, of course, so that he could post them uh, graphically for the show. And at the end of last year, we went through and I thought I did pretty miserable. But we went through and it actually turned out to be my predictions turned out to be better than I thought. Yeah. All right. So let us begin with number 10. Let's just come right out of the gate. One active member of Congress will come out as trans. Bye. He, you're a little late on that, isn't Lindsey Graham? I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> nice. sorry. 
But if you stop and think about it, we've got openly homosexual members of Congress. We've got a bisexual senator who actually might be one of the best public servants we have right now, albeit that's a low bar. Um, we had a congresswoman. We've got one congresswoman who's probably married to her brother. We had another <laughs> former congresswoman who was involved in a yeah. throuple. What's left? This is low-hanging fruit, I, that's why it's not. That's why it's the first one. We, we, we work our way up, okay? Yeah. But the only thing, the only, shall I say, out or exit left on the rainbow highway, you know, road, the highway to hell, all that's left is for someone to come out as trans. So I think we will see. Uh, Republican to, or Democrat? Yes. Okay. Uh, to paraphrase, uh, paraphrase the great prophets, ACDC, uh, when it comes to the highway to hell, no stop signs, no speed limits. So we see a trans member of Congress come out this year. You'll get no argument from me. None. Let's go back to 2015 and do this and have that. And and what would we tell each other if this if this was our prediction? You're nuts, you're insane. Put down the crack pipe. Here we are. Number nine. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse will be the top grossing film at the box office. Now, I am making this prediction for the second year in a row because this film was supposed to come out last year, but got delayed to this year. Um, its predecessor, I think, might very well be the greatest animated film ever made. I, I I have to see the rest of the list, what's coming out. It shouldn't be a cartoon in li- that live action has so taken over. Unless it's a prince classic Disney princess cartoon, this doesn't feel right to me. Mm-hmm. But as I said in a different argument, oh, no, we were talking about your movie. Uh, I, I, because so your movie's great. And it's going to do well no matter what. But because I think cinema sucks these days, I think your movie has a chance to be top 10 for two different reasons. It's great. And also there's so little competition, you know? I think that's why maybe you're right about this. It shouldn't. It, a cartoon Spider-Man movie should not be the number one grossing. In, but I don't, there's so much garbage out there. Okay. Really quick, number eight. The Buffalo Bills beat the Minnesota Vikings in the Super Bowl, and I'm just picking this one for existential reasons. These are the only two franchises to be over for four in the Super Bowl. So I love the idea of just having a Super Bowl where the mont- where the motto is, someone has to finally win this time, right? I poo-pooed you for, for picking the Vikings a couple of weeks ago. They have a negative point differential I know. and are 13 and four. That's team of destiny type stuff. I know, they're the worst 13-win team of all time, of all time. When you, when you look at them statistically, they have literally won like every yeah. one score game the whole year. And when you're playing a sport with an oblong ball, that's like really hard to do, right? But they have, they've, they've, it, and when you talk about team of destiny, I mean, we didn't get into the, the, the tragedy with the Bills last week on Monday Night Football, but you know, it happened on a special teams play first play of the game the opening kickoff a special teams play and the bills run that back for a touchdown are you kidding me i know and then they did it again later in the game you know how hard it is to run one kickoff back in the nfl let alone two in a game right okay so maybe maybe they're both team of destiny kind of things yeah the vikings are going out in the first round i could see that too that's kind of their history all right more crystal ball 2023 when we come back
What if you wake up tomorrow to discover that food shortages and panic buying are sweeping the nation? I'm not even going to ask you. You don't think that could happen? Because we all know it could, based on what we've already lived through for the last few years. That's why right now you want to go to our friends over at My Patriot Supply, just to make sure you're ready should the next time that could never happen here sadly happens here go to preparewithdace.com save $200 on a three-month emergency food kit from my patriot supply the nation's largest food preparedness company the three-month kit is packed with delicious breakfast lunches dinners drinks even snacks the full complement of 2,000 plus calories a day for one person for three whole months. Get at least one kit for each member of your family so that you don't run out and you have that peace of mind. Shipping is free as well. That's right, free shipping too. Everything arrives discreetly in unmarked boxes. So just go to preparewithdace.com while it's on your mind. All right, preparewithdace.com. Save $200 per kit at preparewithdace.com. Let's continue on with my top 10 predictions for 2023. Just to get you caught up, number 10, one active member of Congress will come out as trans. Number nine, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse will be the top grossing film at the box office. Number eight, the Buffalo Bills will defeat the Minnesota Vikings in the somebody's finally got to win one of these things, Super Bowl. Number seven, I hinted at this at the Dace Group show at the end of the year. Vladimir Putin doesn't survive the year. Now, I, I would not advise getting your information on the war um, from our Ukraine media, okay? Uh, but I don't think you have to fawn over Zelensky. E, 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 e. I mean, did, who, raise your hand if, if you think Vladimir Putin thought he was still going to be embroiled in a, in a still not determined war in Ukraine nearly a full calendar after he launched it. No way. No way. So... He's already 70. It takes consistent projection of strength to control, to dominate a thugocracy ruled by oligarchs and crime lords. And I, I got to think, man, there's there's somebody over there right now thinking, dude, if you can't put Davos and Soros and Zelensky to bed, I don't know, I kind of want the master bedroom in the Kremlin. Maybe you're the one waking up with the horse's head. So I don't think he survives the year. When you say survive, you're saying literally? Yeah, literally. Hmm. See that? I could, I think the only way he doesn't survive in power is if he doesn't survive that point. Crazy voices in my head, though. When you say raise your hand, if I'm raising it halfway, and I've said it on the show before. I think part of the reason Putin may be in on this is because he may be one of— uh, it doesn't mean he's not a bad guy in other respects, but he may have known as well as anybody else how bad this— wef stuff was truly getting and that he knew this was going to be a hot mess and he for not not necessarily altruistic reasons but he wasn't going in on that and he decided this is the way he's going to go i'm not sure about any of that watch him be replaced by somebody very friendly to the world economic forum are those trumpets that i hear Hmm. if he's if he's only deposed it doesn't survive in power do i get a half point yeah. At the end of the year? I think okay. so. Okay. All right, number six. China reaches the fork in the road. Either the current regime invades Taiwan to try and cement its power, or a younger, more Gorbachev, 
like faction will rise to power. So we, we've seen the last couple of years Chinese citizens jumping off of high-rise buildings to avoid starvation to death from zero COVID lockdowns, uh, national protests at the end of last year against the draconian policies. The, the regime's in its own internal turmoil politically as well. It kind of reminds me of what, you know, a little bit like what the state of the Politburo was in the 80s, leading to the emergence of perestroika and Gorbachev. Now, current Chinese society is more open than even what Gorbachev wanted to do. But it's, so it's, it's a relative analogy. I'm not saying it's specific, but more situational that uh, you're looking at a younger generation emerging in China. Um, I think they're going to become increasingly more difficult to maintain with this quasi openness so I think either the current regime really lays the hammer down and then goes next level by invading Taiwan to make their point. Or you see a, a new Gorbachev-like openness, younger generation of Chinese uh, ruling class take over. I'm going with the former. I'm going with the former. China does not default towards... Uh, openness and freedom when the fork in the road comes. And th- that was a manipulation all along. If the manipulation has run its course, they're going to just get, okay, enough of the reindeer games and go hardcore. Okay. Number five, riots will be planned in Florida to try and disrupt Ron DeSantis' second term as Florida governor and looming presidential run. I mean, if you can't beat the guy at the ballot box or in the arena of ideas, look for the spirit of the age to stage some <clears throat> mostly peaceful protest and try to beat him in the streets. Bye. Absolutely. And I hate any time it, it pops in my head all the time, but so, something resembling, you know, riots, violence, all of that. But they've, they've proven this as part of their, a regular part of their playbook. It's not even hail Mary for them. This is just doing business. Number four, speaking of Florida, The grand jury convened by Ron DeSantis will, at a minimum, recommend fraud charges against Pfizer and Moderna. Um, I don't see any outcome beyond that as a minimum. If they're ripping the seal off here, the the data is so plentiful, abundant, compiling, escalating. Um, it would have been better for Ron DeSantis to not convene this grand jury than to convene it and get nothing out of it. I mean, to me, that's, you know, politically speaking, as you're about to run for president, hey, let me let me shoot myself in the foot with a 30-06 here live on television. So I think at a minimum, the Florida grand jury will come back with fraud charges against Moderna and Pfizer. That's the minimum. I just want to know how deft whoever will be deposed with Pfizer, how deft they are at playing the Anthony Fauci, I don't remember defense. Because that was his answer for everything I don't remember. I don't remember. He never heard of that. 174 times. Yeah. Yeah, and one eight-hour defamation. Freudian slip alert, deposition. Todd? Um... From your lips to God's ears. I have a hard time believing. Just remember, as great as Florida is, you still see the, the trans stuff crazy there. I, it's it's going to take the right people. It's not an automa- It's just not an automatic. You're right about the evidence, but... Let me add one more factor to this that I should have mentioned. 
he's convening, he's letting Joseph Latipo, the, the, the Secretary of Health down there, who was one of the original frontline doctors, he's letting Dr. Latipo convene his own independent panel right. at the yes. same time. And so, th- to me, that's insurance against what we're talking about here. I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, Latipo is the only health director in the country that has issued a directive against giving these vaccines to anybody, starting with children, right? Mm-hmm. So, for, for the grand jury to come back with nothing while the Department of Health is doing its own investigation and has already come up with enough somethings to say, stop giving these to minors, I just... I don't see that happening. I don't. Good. I hope you're right. I just, it's not in Florida, but well, it may be in Florida. But remember in a world, again, where you thought it also wasn't going to happen where people were going to be masking up again. They're masking up again. There's just a level. They are, of, but it's in places like Ann Arbor, Michigan. I know. I know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, that, that's, you know, that's Mark of the Beast stuff. I mean, they're, 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 you know. Well, it's a growth industry. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed it is. Number two. Major name. Oh, I'm sorry. Number three. I skipped one. My bad. Trump will become the clear underdog in the GOP presidential primary this year. That's already happened. He already is. I I don't think it's clear. I think think DeSantis has gone from upstart to at least co-favorite. But I do think it, during during the course of this year, he will be uh, Ron or Donald will be the clear underdog, the the David Saul dynamic that others have already pointed to. I think that becomes in, painstakingly obvious here. Well, this is paired with whatever number it was where you said um, uprisings will happen down mm-hmm. there. They're related to one another. I agree. I, I mean, why is Christie known with? Uh, I mean, it's honestly one of the dumbest attacks I've ever seen. I mean, I just yeah. It's one of the dumbest I've ever seen. And I think she knows it's dumb. Okay. Why is Christy Noma trying to attack Ron DeSantis right now? You see the stories coming out about her right now and how invested she is in the, yes. in the trans yeah. overcoming. No, of that, the, some of that yeah. came out last year or yeah. when she vetoed that stuff last year mm-hmm. or two years ago. Right. But it's because she's trying to curry favor with Trump as a potential running mate. Should he be the nominee? Because mm-hmm. one of the primary duties of a running mate is to kind of be the attack dog. Yeah. Right. And so let me see if I could go after, you know, your primary competition and prove myself basically. All right. Now to number two. I'm so excited about this one. I accidentally, I, I tried to skip ahead. Major names will leak from Epstein's black book. Now, let me say this. I don't know how this will happen. I don't know how. But 12 months ago, no one knew that Elon Musk was going to buy Twitter and spill all of its secrets to the world either. Truth, like life, eventually finds a way. The creator is truth incarnate. Therefore, his creation, even in its fallen state, ultimately tilts in that direction, just often not in the timing that we would like. Ghislaine Maxwell was originally sentenced to life in prison for sex trafficking to no one. But I am going to predict at some point this year, we're going to learn at least some of those someones. No. You don't think so? It hasn't happened yet, and that's almost inexplicable. It's almost inexplicable. Well, so. in my, in, in to defend me, if I predict the stuff that had already happened, uh-huh. these would be pr- some pretty yeah, lame yeah. predictions, no, right? But no, yeah, I, hear you. I mean, again, yeah. from your lips to God's ears, but the, it is, it's truly amazing that, that we, we just got to talking about leverage. No one has figured a way to leverage us, even short term, even stupidly. Like, uh, it's amazing 
that the lock, the whatever the demonic lockbox is on this thing, it's, it's a tough code to crack. I'm a Todd. That's why this is my, that's my yeah. favorite one of the year. Oh, I is like that it. one right there. I like it. Yeah. My number one prediction for 2023, the nefarious movie will finally come out. And since my company financed it, I'm predicting they don't make a profit. <laughs> right. um, in all seriousness, I mean, I, I just, I couldn't be prouder of how the film turned out. And two hours from now, I have a very important phone call about the future of Nefarious and how and when you may get to see it. So... Uh, I, I teased that at the top of the show for those of you that have, you know, been chomping at the bit and believe me, I'm no one's chomping at the bit more than I am. I'm very proud of how it turned out. I cannot wait for you all to see nefarious and all of his dark glory. But, um, today's a big day. Uh, we have a big call this afternoon that may go a long way in determining how that looks like and when that looks like, but, um, I'm confident the movie will turn a profit, which means it's got to make more than three million bucks because that's what my company spent making it. Uh, yeah. Well, as I've said, and I just got done saying it regarding Spider-Man, I think this is going to be a top ten movie. See, I can't um, even. I can't even register that. I think you are bringing. Like you're bringing like you're bringing God's Not Dead audience along with um, Blair Witch Trials audiences hmm. together. Those are both. Top, we're that's an interesting way of putting top it. Top 10-ish, I don't remember exactly. Can you do that, though? Well, like, maybe going. the reason it's never you been did. done no. is because no one... It's, it, it, well, no, you see, can't you marry did. those two. You did. And there's no... There's just a... Next to the fact that there's just no quality out there across the board like we are accustomed to, um, I think it's going to be a top 10 movie. First major movie release of this year is that Megan from Blumhouse, the horror movie about the killer AI robot. I have no Doll. idea what you're talking about. Exactly. Made $30 million this weekend in January on a $12 million budget. If Nefarious debuted anything like that, dude, I, I would have to change my undergarments. I mean, I'd, I'd, I wouldn't even know how to, I wouldn't know how to absorb something like that, translate something like that. Well, I don't know. How, I don't know how you do that, but I've, it, in the next however many months, you give the audience even the barest of tastes of your lead actor in this movie mm -hmm. you're off and running i mean it's just that good he's going to be he's not people know of him he's not a household name in any respects i think he will be after this i think if it's a top 10 movie i mean isn't that one heck of a setup for the sequel I mean, that's some good seed capital right there. We're just thinking if it makes a profit at all, we'll do the sequel. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it's going to be. I think I know what this call, something about this call. I have a general idea of what this call is about. If it goes well in terms of the information uh, that, that, they, that the people involved with this or may or may not be involved with this. If it goes well, let me just say this. It has a very good shot at being a top 10 movie. I said last year, I think it could be the best ROI by maybe a long shot for the year in terms of rate of return versus what was spent. Yeah. 
I think that's I think that's the surefire bet. But it depends. I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to stop talking right now because I nearly let a couple of things <laughs> slip there. This is this is why my break. I was really concerned, man. This is going to drag, especially that third week. You know, the two weeks are perfect. That third week, you know, so that Aaron and Bella could have another getaway, you know, that we gave. I, I thought that was going to drag between honeydew lists and the amount of stuff we're doing, working on, on um, getting this movie out to you. Last week went by really fast. I mean, I mean, it went by really fast. We have been very, very busy on this film in the last couple of weeks trying to get it to you when we can. But today's a big day. I'm excited because I know we got the goods. I, I mean, you know, I know we got, I know we have good content. So even if the call today doesn't go well, eventually, if your content is good, it finds a home, right? Yes. And I, and I know we have good content. I, I know uh, Carrie and Chuck and Chris and the team at uh, Believe Entertainment I, I don't believe they could have made a better film given the resources we had to make it. I, I don't think they Agreed. could have done a better job. I agree. Agreed. And that's all you can ask for, right? right? That's all you can ask for. Is, is And they went there. They go there actually several times and lay it on the line, right? So that's what today's call is about. Do we find the right home, right? So that's what we're working on. We are back at it again tomorrow, noon to 2 Eastern, right after Hall of Famer Glenn Beck right here on Blaze TV. We're going to stick around and do overtime for Blaze TV subscribers. For the rest of you, we'll see you tomorrow. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.